Hello, students, staff, parents, and community members, and welcome to Inside LBUSD, our new Laguna Beach Unified School District podcast featuring a wide range of topics that cover our core commitments of every student every day, continuous improvement, and relationships matter. This week, we are introducing a new podcast segment featuring conversations between our superintendent and various students, staff, and community members, which we are calling the Inside Scoop. For our first segment, Dr. Valoria talks with El Moro counselor, Marianne Lawson, and LBHS senior, Mercer Jansen, about the transition back to full-time in-person learning this year. And now, the Inside Scoop with Dr. Jason Valoria. Welcome, Laguna Beach Unified School District community. This is your superintendent, Jason Valoria, and I'd like to welcome you to our monthly podcast series. Today, I'm joined by two very special guests, Marianne Lawson, school counselor at El Moro, and Mercer Jansen, Laguna Beach High School senior. Today, we're going to spend some time checking in about the current school year. Marianne, tell us a little bit about your experience at El Moro so far this year. Hey, hey, everybody. Um, yeah, you know what? This year has been quite a learning curve, you know? Um, I think that when we think about coming back five days in person, I know that my kids were stoked, and I know parents in the community, everyone was really excited about coming back back to five days, but you know, if we think back to last year, it was two days with the teacher, two days with the Encore, and then we had one day off where we were um, just either in small group online, but majority of last year was just kind of dealing with the new normal of the pandemic. Um, and so when we think about just from a student's perspective, one of the things that has been such a learning curve for us on the El Moro School campus, I'm sure campus-wide, is just the little things of uh, our very beginning of the year assembly. It's the Positive Behavior Intervention and Support Assembly is where we kind of frame behavior and academic expectations in a, an assembly format. We did primary and we did upper grade. Students had no idea how to line up, but if we really think back, these little kiddos have not been in a in-person assembly in over two years, and so, um, not their fault, not their fault at all, you know, but as a educator perspective, it's just kind of like, okay, this is what we need to address. This is how we need to be able to um, meet the kids where they're at. That's just, that's just one of the things that we've seen. Another thing that we've been seeing is, um, again, we see these masks and we know that it's here to protect us from uh, ourselves and our others. But the thing is, is as a social emotional counselor, that's half of what I do is I teach, you know, using our social emotion, social emotional curriculum second step is to be able to look at a person, look at their eyes, look at their like their face and read the body and look at a situation. And because we're wearing our masks and it covers half of your face, you know, we can see the eyes. And I like to coin that t- term smize, like smiling eyes, and you can see that. But the rest of the face, it's covered. So you don't know if somebody behind that mask is um, feeling worried or anxious, or maybe they're, you know, just distraught and you only see the eyes. And uh, you you know, those are some things that like the students um, are able to be, you know, kind of hide themselves behind. And so because of that, 
a whole slew of different things have kind of surfaced for us at the elementary level is um, students kind of, because they weren't able to socialize with one another because of the six feet apart, social distancing, they don't have that social interaction to be able to have empathy for another person. And I'm not saying that everybody lacks empathy right now. It's just that those special kiddos that you need to like proactively teach those empathy cues to one another and then how to appropriately respond, which like goes along with socialization. The students, um, especially during these formidable years, this is their quote unquote normal. And so we have to kind of go back to the basics, really teach them how to look at somebody um, from a social emotional perspective, and then also be able to recognize yourself. So these are just some, some of the things that we're seeing at an elementary level and how um, our staff has to be able to appropriately respond and strengthen that skill set. Because again, it's been two years that we've been adjusting to a constantly changing quote unquote normal. Thanks, Marianne. Mercer from a constantly changing normal. Tell us a little bit about your experience at the high school this year. I think coming back to the high school, especially as a senior, my last full year was my freshman year. And I've been looking at four years of kind of this level of uncertainty. And as a senior, I know a lot of my peers feel that uncertainty within the college process. There was always a level of unpredictability with that. But when we're looking to the future and looking especially at my future, I know my peers are it's creating this sense of overwhelming like every there's a lot of students who feel overwhelmed and it's just that learning curve and coming back to this adjustment period that we've been talking about um especially for me it's coming back to in-person school from online school and it's the new routines that i'm creating that are letting me they're helping me with this adjustment period and just even looking at what I was doing in online school, the routines I had, what I did on a daily basis, even something as simple of the way I woke up and how I got ready in the morning looks so different. Every, like the past four years, that's looked very different just because my sophomore year, I didn't, I didn't finish um, my sophomore year in person. I went to online school and that online school looked different from my junior year online school. There was a lot of self-paced curriculum and the, um, and I was able to be at school from home. And that meant just even looking at my routine for lunch, like creating a lunch, making lunch was so much different than the way I have lunch at school today, like going back to in-person. It's these new routines, waking up in the morning and making a sandwich versus walking down the stairs and grabbing a snack from my kitchen. There's this, it's just part of this larger adjustment period that I think everybody at the high school is getting ready for, like getting used to and um just being being prepared for this year meant just being being ready to make these new changes and being i guess like open to new routines and i think that was just especially for me i i love my routine like i have a routine and i stick to it and if just being re like ready to be able to be like, oh, maybe I'm going to have to make a couple changes this year. Maybe not everything's going to go the way I expected to, and that's okay. And I think that just is that level of uncertainty where going with the flow, especially for somebody like me, where I, I don't necessarily, that's not my nature, that's not something I enjoy, but being able to adjust and being able to, I guess, be ready in the morning and make that sandwich, I that's 
get ready and go like make these new routines is something that I think is that part of my adjustment period. And I know that's something a lot of my peers are um, feel as well. And it's just a trend I'm noticing within just my friends and my the other students at the school. What this level of uncertainty, we all are just trying to find our place within it and then adjust past just the little things that are new and not normal to looking at our schoolwork and being like, okay, I'm already kind of overwhelmed with coming back to regular to five days a week versus last year I went two days a week. I had one class. I was at school till 11 and now some days I'm at school till like three. I have after school classes, I'm at school to eight. My schedule looks so different, but like just being stepping back and being like, that's okay and that this is just all part of the adjustment period. Thanks for sharing, Mercer. I think we all recognize there's been a high, high levels of stress, anxiety, a lot of it caused by the level of uncertainty that exists. And as you mentioned, getting back to those behavior expectations, whether it be I have to pack a lunch or be prepared to buy lunch at, at lunchtime. Marianne pointing out that students don't even necessarily know how to line up has created a whole new level of stress for teachers as well. And I think we have to recognize that as a staff, we're dealing with student behaviors and, and student anxiety that we haven't necessarily seen in the past. Uh, COVID has definitely taken uh, its toll on us as educators as well as students. And our community has done an amazing job kind of circling up and trying to do our best to support one another. But we also recognize that we don't know what each individual journey is like for students. And so I appreciate you bringing that up. Uh, Mercer, that as a senior, your journey has been very unique and unfortunately in many ways has been so untraditional that from one year to the next, you've had to experience something that no one else has ever had to overcome. So my hope is that as we kind of turn the corner, and I really do truly uh, believe we are, that this will provide some resiliency skills that maybe we haven't seen in the past and that it will prepare you even more so for your future, while at the same time recognizing that Marianne, you have these littles in your hands that you're working with and, and trying to find a way to connect with them, you know, whether they're outside so you can actually see their, their faces with other masks on. Really getting back to what makes this place such a great district is how individualized we can make our curriculum and our support. And, uh, you know, we're going to get there. Um, I, I do truly believe that, trying to get back to this new normal, getting another school year under our belt, Finding a way to continue to support everybody, including staff, is going to be really, really important. So recognizing that the pandemic has really challenged us in ways that we could never have imagined. Uh, Mercer, what have you learned and then what will you take forward with you? I think there's a lot of silver linings I'm taking from, I guess, the last four years. And that's the resiliency you were talking about especially for students where adaptability maybe might not be in their nature. I think a lot of what we're taking away, especially I am, is that like go with the flow mentality, being able to adapt to these new, um, to new challenges. And I think a lot of what I took away was the individual, um, being the ability for our curriculum to become more individualized. Um, I know I, I loved the self-paced curriculum, um, especially that I saw last year, and just being able to decide when, like, I guess the timing of the classes or just how I wanted to complete my assignments, and then taking that and realizing that maybe that's what I really liked, 
and then being able to go out and look at community college classes taking and I was comfortable taking an online class um, an online class especially asynchronously being able to be like okay recognizing that from online school hey I like uh, I love to self-pace I like that self-paced curriculum I like being able to teach myself certain things and follow my own timeline and taking away from last year that silver lining that I can adapt to these new changes and maybe that adapting to new changes for me looked like taking extra classes, taking these extra community college classes in um, areas of study that I that might not have been available to me at the high school and just recognizing that, hey, I'm comfortable in an online classroom setting now. That's what the pandemic gave me. It gave me the ability to be comfortable maybe not being in that classroom, maybe not having that face-to-face interaction with teachers, but still finding ways to be in, um, to interact with my peers and um, I guess the professors at the community college classes that I'm taking, finding different ways to interact with them, whether that's emails or fi- um, reaching out for spe- specific like instruction or new resources that they're able to give me. And that's what I really think one of the biggest silver linings was my increased access to new resources um, and being comfortable reaching out and accessing them, being making myself feeling like a level of com- comfort and in um, myself and being like proud of the way I can um, go out and this is just do thing. I don't know, that's not a great way to put it, but like just do something that maybe before the pandemic, I wouldn't have been comfortable emailing somebody like that. I wouldn't have been comfortable talking to somebody I'd never met and asking them like questions about research or um, new learning opportunities or what I can take advantage of. So yeah, the silver lining was really just finding a niche in that self-paced curriculum and finding that, wait, I really like this. And then reaching out to my school and being like, okay, so if this is something I'm interested in, how can I, where can I take this? And that was, I mean, the pandemic challenged me and made me to um, adapt to these new changes, but it also gave me new resources that I can take with me into my future. Marianne, the pandemic has challenged us in ways we never could have imagined, especially from a school counselor perspective. What have you learned and what will you take forward? One of the things that when I think about silver linings and I think about um, how it's impacted, not just the students, but even from a staff perspective, I know that a lot of teachers at this school district, it's such a, a blessing to see is that they are so dedicated to their craft and their profession that they um, are really wanting to give forth everything to these students, which is commendable. But at the same time, it kind of goes back to that saying, you put the oxygen mask on yourself before you treat others. And so one of the things I think about is how teachers are really and it's not just the teachers, it's all the staff really is just, they're pouring out to give to their students in a place of love, compassion, and empathy. But at the same time, they're burning the candles on both ends. And so I think about those those um, coping strategies that we all have to make sure that we practice as not just educators, as humans. So from, student, from a student standpoint, from parents, from teachers, IAs, um, we all have to make sure that we're coping appropriately. And that may look different for everybody. I always think of different tips and tricks that I could give other people. The Maslow's hierarchy of needs, making sure you get enough sleep, making sure that you eat enough and um, being able to get out to nature and exercise. 
just giving yourself some grace. Sometimes just being present in the moment is a coping strategy because your mind is racing with a million different things. And then again, just carving out you time, carving out that time for you and for your kids, teaching them to carve out independent time because you won't always be there as a parent to guide them. And it's also very a very good skill to have them build up their independence. We've been in this whole era of different changing of new normals. It's like the mask and then the quarantine in place and things like that. But if we just switch our perspective to what are we grateful for? What do we have currently in our life and putting on a different lens of gratitude? I'm um, I'm so grateful to be able to work in such an amazing school district. And the last thing that I want to end on is um, just kind of like reframing the problem because yes, yes, there's a lot of challenges that we've experienced because of the fallout of COVID, but in the same token, like Mercer said, it's like, you know, you're looking at it from a place of like, wow, I had this, I have this developed resiliency that I never got to experience before. Now I'm changing my perspective of, instead of, oh, I have to be at online learning, it's like, wait a minute, now I'm actually enjoying certain things because of the situation that I've put in. And I just love that we have this ability to be able to pour back into the staff as well as pouring back into the students and being able to come to a place where we're meeting them where they're at, and then we can just take it from from there and allowing us to grow. Well, thanks, Marianne and Mercer. I appreciate that feedback. One of the things I think I heard throughout the conversation was this idea of individualization, the focus on our students' basic needs, as well as their social-emotional needs. I don't think we can um, really not factor in mental health, um, especially after COVID. So from a silver lining for me, it was just really the key takeaway that we really need to focus on each student's individual needs, whether it be college uh, application support or helping them identify courses they can take at a community college to maybe at the elementary level and helping them deal with emotions that they maybe they haven't had to deal with for the last two years because they were in an online format. I think we all have to recognize that not only are students uh, individuals and their needs are individuals, but our staff are the same. And so we need to recognize that our staff need that same level of support to help us overcome that level of overwhelming that can come over a staff member. So Marianne, to that, what would you give your colleagues advice about being overwhelmed this year um, as they kind of think about moving forward for the rest of the school year? What, what advice do you have from a school counselor perspective? You know what, that's funny that you're saying that. It's because um, I have a lot of staff that come in and thank goodness we've had um, such great relationships. But one of the things that I always say is just, this is a season, you know? This isn't a life sentence that we're in with COVID. And just like any season, seasons come and go. And so being able to remind ourselves that we need to give ourselves grace because not all school districts were able to respond in the way that was just seamless for all students and staff. And so. It's again, reframing that, that mind frame that like, oh, we're in this and it stinks, you know? But it, 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 it does, let's recognize what it is, but being able to say like, hey, you know what? We're actually rock stars, you know, that was amazing. And then being able to share out those ideas with one another and really like highlight the bright spots, you know? 
I mean, yes, let's recognize and let, let's validate like how we're feeling, but being able to really recognize like the growth that we were able to demonstrate uh, collectively as a staff and as a school district has really been something that, um, you know, it, we have to bring back that to the forefront. So Mercer, what advice would you give students who are feeling overwhelmed this year? I loved what Marianne said earlier, especially about like, it's so easy to get stuck in this headspace of just start listing the things that you have to do that and thinking about everything that might be due or the assignments or like family responsibilities, everything that you might have to do and it feels impossible to get it done. And it's so easy to get stuck in this like toxic little cycle of being like, okay, like I'm never going to get this done like this. It feels impossible. And what when I get like that and I know a lot of my peers like have it's the same um, it's the same like overwhelming feeling it's I just have to take that step step back and take a breath and that's and just really think about okay I'm not going to think about how overwhelming it is I'm just going to think about what I'm going to do to get it done and that timeline and something which it's so funny to think about because it feels it feels like it should you shouldn't be able to um Sometimes, yeah, it does feel like you shouldn't be able to get it all done. But what I noticed about what helps me really manage my time is actually like adding something else on that's a break. Like whether that is a sport, maybe running or getting exercise or playing soccer or I run track, like just going to those practices, even though it's just one more thing on the list of things to do, it's a break from my schoolwork and it gets me out of that headspace and it gives me this outlet and that's what we're coming back from a year where maybe we didn't have that peer interaction with within clubs or community service or sports that we usually have. And that's coming back and taking advantage of those opportunities this year and really getting back into this mind space of, OK, if I, I have all these things to do and I know a lot of seniors and juniors and sophomores are beginning to think about college and they're like, OK, like that's just adding on to the list of things I have to worry about today. But taking a step back and being like, okay, but what am I going to do for myself? And for me, that's being involved outside of class. I'm being involved in clubs or for me, like those community college classes, that's, it kind of feels like a reward. It's something that's for me and I'm choosing to do. And even though it's more work, it makes it more manageable because I want to do it. And because I'm empowered to go out and find these things, I feel it, it really does help me take a step back and go, okay. Yeah, it feels like I have a lot to do, but I'm doing this for myself. And then just really this for me, like that silver lining, like, OK, last year there were a lot of things I couldn't do that I wanted to do because of the because of quarantine and because of online school. But now that I'm back in person, what can I do to take advantage of that? And how is that going to help me overcome this feeling of over like it's overwhelming? And I'm not going to lie and say that I'm I don't get that feeling a lot, just especially like this November, like November coming up on November, college applications are starting to be due. Um, we're coming into f like, I'm already starting to think about, oh no, like wait, finals, that's not, that's not that far away. I've got like a month, what am I gonna do about that? Like starting to think and yeah, that getting into that, just starting to list all these things that are due gets really toxic, but then stepping back and being like, okay, today I'm gonna go on a run. Like for some, I for so a lot of people I've noticed that that helps and Maybe for some people, yeah, maybe going on a run would sound awful. That might make it 10 times worse. But like, what am I going to do for myself? I'm going to schedule like 30 minutes where I can read or 30 minutes where I'm going to do art or 30 minutes where I'm going to talk to my friends or I'm going to go out with my friends and I'm not going to 
and I'm that and that's my reward for trying so like spending all day like working my hardest what's my reward and for different people that looks different I know for me like being outside being in nature taking a walk going out with my dog walk like just walking my dog around the block and then taking that break between like maybe studying or between like studying for different classes and different homework that's really the way I take a breath and I think it's kind of counterintuitive to think like oh yeah just adding one more thing to the list is going to like make the list better but it really does because if that thing on that if that thing you're adding is for yourself it's really easy to not get lost in that sense of overwhelming. Thank you both so much for taking the time today. Some of the things that I heard were really around you know pressing pause and, and really reflecting on what it is you need um as a staff, I think we're really focused on supporting our students. And it's important that students, when they're in a place where they need that extra support, reach out and have a person on campus. And as Marianne pointed out, relationships truly matter. And we really wanna focus on making sure that our students feel like there's someone on campus that they can talk to. So when they're in that space of feeling a little overwhelmed or they need an extra helping hand, or maybe they just need someone to listen to them, that's gonna be an important component of us moving forward because we have to recognize that one thing COVID definitely took a toll on was those one-on-one interactions that people had in person. Zoom, Zoom is a great technology, but it cannot take the place of being in person. And as Marianne, you pointed out, again, you know, being able to have, you know, see the students' faces and interact with them in that level, that's going to continue to be an area that we have to focus on to support you. I would like to end um, with just restating our commitment to supporting all students. I think today is a great example of what it means to be here in the school district. Great opportunities for us, for our students, for our staff to get what they need to continue to be successful. And as Marianne pointed out, we know there are a lot of other school districts that were suffering during this time more so than others. We, that's not to say that we didn't have students that were struggling or staff that were struggling, and we still do. But we have the things necessary in place to support those students moving forward whether it be adding additional staff at the counseling level that we've done over the last couple of years, the nursing, we've added additional support there, but also just from an intervention standpoint, supporting the students from an academic perspective that might need some extra help. All of those things create a really strong program that we're going to continue to focus on so that we truly can meet the needs of each individual student. And so again, I thank both of you for taking the time out of your busy schedules I know Mercer, you're very, very busy. 17 colleges is a lot to apply to. And Marianne, uh, thanks for taking time away from all the events that you're doing and all the support that you provide your students at Almoro. Again, thank you from the school district and from myself personally, and I look forward to continuing these conversations. Thank you for listening to episode four of Inside LBUSD. If you have any podcast questions or suggestions, we encourage you to visit www.lbusd.org podcast and let us know your thoughts. We hope you have a great week.